What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Masters of Sport. We are here with soon-to-be three-time world champion co-author of the year, Earl Kunkel, former American record holder, and he's about to weigh under 200 pounds. I may be there right now, too. It depends. Wait, I think I ate a slice of pizza since then. Probably not. I love pizza. I could only eat one. Sometimes I can't eat. Like, if I don't eat four slices, like, life is over. But yeah, t- today it was like one. I'm like, my belly's full. Like, I did it. <laughs> I could eat it. All right, what are we talking about today? Strength training for tennis. Strength training for tennis? Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> okay, let's go. All right, this is going to be... I think before we go into this, I think it's important that people out there that are in football, soccer... Tennis is a sport that requires a tremendous amount of coordination, deceleration, and I would even argue, for all you football guys out there, the best sport that transfers to middle linebackers is tennis, okay? And the reason being is the lateral movement. So everybody out there who's like, I'm turning this off, and if you already turn it off, you're missing out on the fact that this is a sport that is such a massive, it's like massively low-hanging fruit that would carry over for like GPP-type training that, that can help you in another sport. So let's get into the change of direction, King Tennis. All right, so I was going to start off, if most people, maybe like you, like me, middle school, you start experimenting with like what sports you're playing yeah. a lot. Like yeah. that's... But you hone in. Yeah. Like elementary school, like anything. Anything goes. Anything goes. Lincoln but, plays like seven sports right But middle now. school, like you – and you start to develop your own voice. So maybe you'll do some things your parents didn't give to you. Like maybe start riding a bike, a BMX bike or skateboard or something like that. Yeah. Um, and if you were like us, you noticed that – My dad used to tell me that skateboarding shouldn't be considered a sport. And, and now that we're how older – How does he look now? Yeah, now that we're older, he's like – I, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> no. and Sorry. You see, like, but before back in that day, you see someone skateboarding. There wasn't, like, <clears throat> skate parks everywhere and anywhere. Like, like there is now. Yeah, right? they're ubiquitous. Like, you go to a, any type of, like, small little city. There's a skate park of some sort there. Yeah. Um. So you would see people skateboarding a lot of times on tennis courts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And maybe if you were like me, it was like, sometimes I got board of like trying to skateboard and i was never any good at it i didn't like it either but i started playing tennis for fun okay and tennis was just enjoyable and like you see certain skill sets and you're like dude this like you see the best like i, I think pete sampras or something was at the like time yeah nadal or whatever yeah. well Federer was just starting yes. to come on and who you just w- actually retired oh how about that yeah that's how old we are <laughs> <laughs> and the sport is super, like, the skill level is through the roof. Right. It's insane. The athletic demand is through the roof, especially yep. if you get to the top level. But the entry fee, though, is not overly demanding as well. Yeah, I think that's what's interesting. A sport like tennis, it, it appears to be this absurdly expensive sport, right? But I remember buying old wooden tennis rackets at yard sales and my brother and I would go up and just hit tennis like back and forth tennis balls back and forth at each other and we would play little like pot shot games we'd play games trying to hit each other and like 
that it, it is a pretty low barrier of entry if you're just trying to get into like feeling it out. Now, if you want to get into like the world class level, you've got to have access to the best coaches, and, right? And there's a whole dude. There's a whole book called The Talent Code, based off of like psycho tennis schools. <laughs> but if we're talking about barrier of entry, it is it is relatively easy to get into. All right. So let when we start with tennis here, let's start with athletic skills. Um, real quick. Talk to me about the racket skills themselves. Like, okay, so I, I mean, uh, and to be perfectly fit, like honest here, I'm not this world-renowned tennis guru. No, but, but you are a world-renowned strength and t- conditioning coach and know how the physical body yeah. moves and, and can theoretically conceive of how I want to how an athlete should train to benefit this sport. Yeah. So the first thing for me, and and I want to point this out. Uh, you know, I had said the issue about linebackers. I think another sport or another position and sport that carries over really well for tennis is if you're a quarterback or a baseball player. <clears throat> so the the main reason there is that the, the dynamic trunk control that comes into uh, playing with a racket, you it is extremely hard. Lacrosse players, same thing. It's It's very hard to run at a top speed or to accelerate as quickly as possible with a racket and put your hand in position. So you have to have that trunk control to be able to stabilize what your shoulder's doing, what your elbow's doing, what your wrist is going to be doing, the angle where you want that placement of the wrist, of the elbow, of the shoulder, and even to the point where now you have to be able to recruit your hips in a specific angle, in a specific degree, at a specific speed to make those proper shots, but that all comes back to that trunk control. Wow, way to not know anything about tennis and just confuse me with all those fancy like angles and things <laughs> of this and then you're just like yeah dynamic trunk control that's all you need i was like all right i got it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean y'all got it out there dynamic trunk control and that stuff that dude that stuff like we talk about this inside the sports performance bible where it's like all right if you want to focus on dynamic garage tr- trunk control yeah <laughs> you know you've got to be able to pick that up through um, through all these different training modalities, and that's that's stuff we go deep into in the Sports Performance yeah. Bible. GarageStrength.com, Sports that's right. Performance Bible. Absolutely. It's excellent. I think I, I helped write that book. I think it was a co-author. Yeah, you were. Sports Earl. Performance you Bible. You played a huge part. Maybe I remember like calling you around this time last year and being like, Earl, we need to get our asses in gear. I I set a plan out. made did it nice and slow. Had it by the date you wanted it. No problem. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, I'll get it done. Sports performance Bible. Go buy it. Yeah. All right. So dynamic trunk control. Talk to me then about like the lateral movements, the short burst of like almost like a blast impulse type movements. Yeah. Yeah. And all blast um, for most part. let's think about deceleration too. Okay. So this is, this is great because I, this is where, Shin angle is so important. And if you study, you know, watch a, an elite third base or an elite, yeah, third baseman or shortstop make plays. They are constantly changing what their shin angle is doing. Uh, vertical knee, you know, forward knee, vertical knee, forward knee. And it's the same thing with tennis. Tennis players are anticipating where a ball is going based off of their shot and based off of their perception on what they are seeing from the opponent's stroke. So when the opponent is actually in process of making the hit, so they they're watching hit someone yet. stroke it. Yeah, they're watching them stroke it. Yes, 
And they're looking to see, all right, what's the angle of how they hit it? What's the speed at how they hit it? And so that's what leads to uh, their adaptation and then their their ability to decelerate or accelerate. And so it comes down to, uh, with, with this case, is that with tennis, you'll see, you know, the knees are very far forward, well past well past the 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 foot okay so the knee so they're will... not squatting to 90 degrees then right <laughs> no not, not at all <laughs> so they'll get their their knee past their their foot and what happens is i like to think about like you have like a sort of like this triangle diagram and it would be if i want to accelerate i'm going to i'm going to have my is foot this placement. triangle diagram from like the foot and ankle yes okay yeah, yeah. if in, in re- relation to the hip Okay. So if I have the hip directly above, I, if I want to accelerate, I need to have my foot placement behind my hip. If I want to hold like max speed, that foot placement's going to be below, directly okay. below, maybe like 20 centimeters in front of my hip. And then if I want to decelerate, I want my foot placement to be much f- m- further forward in front of my hip because that's going to help me decelerate quicker. It's a similar angle that you're going to see with defensive linemen making stunts off the line. So with tennis players you will see them accelerate very, very quickly by placing their foot and changing their shin angle, but maintaining that trunk control. Then they can accelerate rapidly, and then when they make the hit and they have to decelerate quickly and get back into position, their foot placement gets out in front of their hip. All I'm thinking is dynamic trunk control. In one moment, I have to be sort of isometric as I move with my legs. And in the very next moment, I have to be overly rotational. Yeah. So I was just thinking about the hydro weight and yeah. would you how would you use a hydro weight available I think I'd do at garagestrength.com? Yeah, I would I would do the same thing with a you know with the hydro weight stuff I would actually focus on like a rapid movement forward where I place So like move some, the hydro weight rapidly forward. Yeah. It's like training the euro step. I would actually train a series of three to five specific placements. Let's say you come up with five different series uh, setting up into forward and backward placements. side. This to is side. reflexive strength movements. Yeah. You and can I, learn about that in sports performance Bible. Yeah. Actually in the sports performance Bible and in previous episodes of masters of sport. Oh, we yeah, we did. We it. went hard. hard. That's what she said. Yeah. And that's where it's like having the, having the hydro weight, like turn and extend forces the athlete to be more stable and to throw on the brakes even harder. All right, so I heard deceleration comes in there too. Awesome stuff, Mr. Miller. You're underselling yourself about your tennis uh, acumen. <laughs> Are you I, laughing at that John Fetterman shirt you have on right now? I like the word acumen. Oh, do you yeah. acumen? I feel I like look at this. I feel I feel pretty big. You look like a old school, like late '80s sort of like you. Uni- it would have the what are they called? Like a midriff shirt? What are they called? Like a holter top? Almost. Oh yeah, like the, the Rocky Three when they're run. Him and Apollo are running on the even like back in the eighties, like the football jerseys. Yes, were like cut, it was with, cut. Yeah, and he had like a towel, a white towel. Yeah, it needs to be cut. That's like it. That's yeah. like the vibe it's giving me. Okay, but the arms aren't like baggy enough. They're a little too tight. It's okay. all tricep though. There's no bicep in there at all. <laughs> all right, so. Most important skills then to train. I, I heard dynamic trunk control. Yep. Like the, just rotational and sort of that upright. You mentioned the deceleration, how that you gave us the nice little triangle. Yeah. Behind the body, you're accelerating under the body as fast as possible. So if you're placing your foot too far forward, you're actually slowing yourself down while you run. Yeah, but you might want to do that. Yes. Yeah. It, it it has its 
purpose, especially in an open skill sport right. versus a closed skill sport like sprinting. Where yeah. it's like, yeah. hey, we need those maximal mechanics. Um, so what are those skills like? The endurance, the ball tracking, or the impulse and power that needs to be done. I think that, I mean, you just touched with the impulse, which is forced in a short period of time. And I think that you have to you have to identify with a tennis player uh, impulse, how, how well do they react to their perception of what they're seeing on that on that serve or on that stroke, right? How Watch well stroke it? Yeah. How well do they react to it? And so that's going to feed into uh, doing technical coordination movements and doing plyometrics. And so then the next step would be like, all right, do they have a decent gas tank? If they're playing, if they're men playing five sets, like, dude, that's horrible. It's very challenging. Do they have decent power endurance? Thirty love. Yeah. So then you've got to go. Yeah. Which is just a ridiculous. Like, come on, just make it thirty nothing. What do you mean? Love is nothing. <laughs> I feel like okay, there's Ralph Waldo Emerson. I, I feel like there's a meme in there that yeah. someone could use. It's probably already exists. I'm just not into tennis memes. <laughs> yeah, but like so somebody has it. Love will tear us apart or yeah, something it's like, like Joy Division's <laughs> playing in the background. Yeah, and it's a tennis match going yeah. on. Yeah. So, <laughs> dude, honestly, I, and I also look at like okay, shoulder elbow health, right? I want to make sure the triceps fine, the bicep stays strong. So there's some rotational stuff that we can do with our forearm. That's gonna be like uh, like strengthening the the joint, and then and then working even like dumbbell external rotation movements. Those are gonna be isolation movements that we're gonna focus on, but only so that they can handle the speed of how they're you know how they're actually attacking the ball. <clears throat> and this is gonna be something too similar to a dumbbell external rotation would be like a slow eccentric single leg squat, uh, but pushing the load a bit so that over time the stronger they get in that unilateral position, then they can slam on the brakes a little bit quicker. They can get back and react faster out of that position as well. They can go forward. They can go sideways. They can do caustic squats. So it's getting, it's getting unique with those positions, but identifying those characteristics and then looking at the, the player that you're dealing with through the lens of those characteristics. Like, okay, they're, they're pretty good here, but they stink here. This is where the game's weak. All right, well, this is where we need the low-hanging fruit to improve their game is going to be in set three, four, and five. They're terrible, so we've got to pick this up with their power endurance. Oh, well, they still have a pretty good gas tank, but they don't have a very, a very large blast impulse. They don't know how to produce a lot of force in a short period of time. Well, now we know how to improve that, and it might take six months of work, but it's going to happen in six months. They're going to be a totally different player. And some of this information you can read about in the Sports Performance Bible. Yeah, it's funny because as we were talking about it, it's all stuff that we dive deep in with that where it's just going over specific skill work with technical coordination, absolute yeah. strength work, and how that would play into this. And that's where like, I think a lot of tennis – I do believe could improve is with the way that they train in the weight room. Uh, Djokovic trains fairly well. I've seen some of his stuff. I, I've also questioned some of his stuff as well. Um, dude, he's also the best in the world. So it's like looking at these things too through the lens that most tennis players are huge. They're like six five, six they six, are, six seven. They're, they're, they are huge. They are tall. Yeah, individuals. And, it, and it's like persons. You know, look at someone like Serena Williams. She is the greatest ever. She's a total powerhouse. So the oh, without fact, question, yeah, like the fact that some of these other women haven't trained the way, like haven't trained themselves to play similar to her in their style of her version of the game. That's what I would do. Who's the best out there? 
you know, for throwing, that's what we do. Who's the best out there? Ryan Krause or Joe Kovacs? Okay, I'm going to look at the sport of throwing through the lens of Krauser and Kovacs, and I'm going to train everybody their style, you know, Taman Johnson's style of Krauser. That's one thing that I would challenge the women on is like, in tennis. Yeah, especially because the game's shorter. It's three sets. Look at the best of all time. And if you have someone who is very, very skilled, a very skilled woman, tennis player, turn them into a powerhouse. They have the skill. Turn them into a total middle linebacker. And they might challenge, because probably not, but they might. Hypertrophy does make you more athletic. Yeah. You know, they might challenge to become one of the greatest of all time if they have that skill level. They probably won't have the skill level of Serena, but it, that's the way I would look at it. All right, you were talking, you mentioned, like, let's get into, like, exercise selection. You mentioned, like, plyos and stuff like that and reflexive movements. Is there any, like, specific one you'd be like, I want to do? I know we touched on the high. I like Jan jump series. It's basically side to side to side to side, jump, jump, jump forward over hurdle hops. Um, I, I really like... You know, we have another thing called reckless V jumps where it's basically like jumping forward and then rotating in the air, landing and then jumping onto a box. It's it's stuff like that. And then using the hydro weight uh, from a from an angular position. And I even like doing side band jumps with the power elastics. So it's like attached around the hip and it's pulling you back in and you've got a ground on that outside oh, that inside foot and react to drive back out. So it's getting creative and it's looking at those movements and looking at those different tools that you can use to build and and become a better, you know, a better physical specimen so that you can execute your skill at an even higher degree. Um you you touched on single leg squats, absolute strength moves. What about some technical coordination movements that I, I think just for for how big tennis players are men more so is like just two box power cleans, high hang power cleans, maybe some power snatches from the hip. Hip power snatches would be probably great for them. With women they could be doing like one box cleans, uh one box power cleans. I do like the 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 high and the low hang cleans, um, and the hip power the hip power snatch because it forces the chest to come forward a bit more, and that's where they're going to be playing. And I also would use like a, a a barbell and do a forward a forward snatch a single leg forward snatch. Nice, cool. Yeah, man. All right. I think it's one of the coolest sports out there, and Bef- I think it before we get to the audience questions, to um, let's talk about and you touched on this a little bit how tennis training sort of transfers to other sports and we could be real specific like how does it transfer like how does it work with badminton how does it work with ping pong how does it work with racquetball or pickleball or any like racket sport but also how does it work like hey you are a sophomore in high school and you play football and you need something to do in the spring yeah it is a spring sport i don't know if i'm making I, i mean well if i was a middle linebacker and I wanted to be the best middle linebacker, I would play it like on the weekends. I would go in on a Saturday after a game and play it as like my shakeout the next day. So like an active rest day type yeah. of thing too. And and I would probably play it twice a week. You know, there was a guy there was a linebacker who's an all American linebacker at Kutztown University. This is about a decade ago, who was also an all American tennis player. And he was a middle linebacker. And it's like it it comes back to and if if you're playing shortstop even or you know fielders whatever uh but even pitchers you start to learn in a in a racket based sport like tennis you start to you learn how to use the trunk in a little bit more of a unique way and then that leads to 
your own style being tweaked and changed and improved upon in the specific sport that you really like. So I would look at it as a, as you know, if you don't play tennis um, as your own main sport, you should be looking at it as like, hey, if I'm a if I'm a pitcher uh, or any of these those other racket based sports. I need to I need to learn things uh, from this sport just as a supporting thing, it's similar to what we do with weightlifting for football, you know, or wrestling, whatever. Ten swimming. four, ten four. Yeah. Got it. All right, let's get to the audience questions. You All down right. with that? I'm down. You let's ready? Go. Let's see what they have to say. This is from the YouTube community, Sylvain Horbach. Hello, guys. Can you explain the influence of arms training for a sprinter? I heard arms are responsible for up to 10% of the speed in sprints. Thanks. And as always, cultivate your power. That's right. Cultivate your power. Dane, I heard your forearms are responsible for about 72.8% of your sprint speed because you can't pick your knees up at all. My forearms. That's funny. Yeah. Um, okay, so there's a couple of things here. And the first, my first answer would be this. Your upper body arms included, has to be strong enough to be able to handle a load like a front squat, a single leg squat, or a back squat. And if if you look at, like, speed skaters, speed skaters basically never train their upper body, but they'll train it enough so that they can still hold a front squat with good torso position. They'll train it enough. Same Weightlifters are pretty similar. They don't need to have this huge hulking upper body. It would be higher than the 10 to 15% carryover that you see with with sprints. What I would argue is I would train I would train sprinters solely focus on speed. I would train their upper body as a unit with their abs. And that's where it would just be the the trunk would literally be waist up. So everything would be entirely based around if we're doing pull-ups, we're going to have dumbbells or plates in their feet. Or we're going to have we're going to have plates on their calves and they're going to have a 90 degree flexion there. So that's where everything with the upper body would be trained entirely trunk focused. There's a lot of research on some para guys that are, you know, they might have a missing arm, uh, a missing or, or half of half of arms on each side. And you can see based off of their running ability, what changes. And, and it's not as drastic as we think. So it for me personally, that tells us that it's important to train it as long as they can uh, withhold the the load of the uh-huh. of the leg lifts but in reality it i would train the arms entirely around the abs around the trunk i like this idea everything's an ab exercise now yeah i feel like people on the beach would like this and for some of our like old school viewers who remember taman when he was on yeah the triple c thick style abs <laughs> yeah too. triple th- triple c thick that's right yeah all right let's go to the the, the last one this is from reddit linzilla 812. Ninzilla. Ninzilla. I'm a skateboarder. Oh, man. I That's think we brought ironic. this up earlier. Yeah. Like, full circle, full circle. And long Did you border. do that on purpose? No, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I could, Yeah, I did. I'm going to just own it and say I did because I'm awesome like that. Jason said he did. Jason probably did. Be on the lookout on, okay. about this. And I'd really How be did I not know this? interested in a video about training balance for board sports. Okay. Since our sport is done entirely on an unstable surface, mm-hmm. this could apply to skateboarding, longboarding, snowboarding, <laughs> surfing, and more. Ooh. I was just going to say, well, what's the question? Um, 
Yeah, yeah. Strength training for board sports. There's a lot of isometric, a lot of isometric work. I would also do a lot of slack line work as contrast training. Contrast training where you're doing a single leg squat with slow eccentric, and then you got to go on a slack line, and you got to come back and do, you got to do that again. And I would put two slack lines out there if I was a skier. Uh, for surfers, uh, same same thing where I would want to focus on. Um, long duration quarter squat positions, you know, training in a quarter squat position into pins. Um, and then with skateboarders, especially they're, they take on such an absurd amount of force when they land. Yeah. And a lot of it can be around the ankle. So the ankle has to be as stable as possible. We've got to do PVC pipe walks. We got to do PVC pipe hinge lunges, uh, things along that, those areas you know knee joint stability is going to be a key factor as well so there's there's a lot of co-contractions that have to be learned um and and that would be my answer is, is looking at longer duration sets looking at shorter range of motion long range of motion contrast method with slack line a contrast method method training with pvc pipe walk and that's going to help you improve over time with with whatever you're doing on a board Wonderful. That that's all we got today. Go yep. play tennis, middle linebackers. And that was Jason that just interrupted us. Oh, what did he say? I, I wasn't even. listening He said, to him. "Make sure that everybody picks up the sports performance bible so that all the middle linebackers recognize that they should be Ooh. tennis players." Until next time, freaks. Peace. Whee!